Another school shooting. What is the real monster behind the mask? Let's talk about it on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Johnny, and this is another episode of Pushback. It's with a heavy heart uh, that we begin this podcast this week uh, in light of another school shooting. I'm in the middle of a series of podcasts entitled Sibling Rivalry because I think this is such an important topic to our times and our culture. And I mentioned, I believe even last podcast, that unless something happens in this world, I will continue with that series. Uh, But I believe the deadliest school shooting since 2012 certainly qualifies for that. So we have to go on a slight departure uh, this week and then hopefully get back to Uh, the really important topic of sibling rivalry. I definitely want to continue that. I appreciate the comments and the responses on that series and the importance uh, of that, and it encourages me uh, to keep going with that. But my heart is heavy, and I can't move past uh, another school shooting, which took the lives of 21 people, 19 elementary school students, and two teachers. This took place in uh, Uvalde, Um, I looked up how to pronounce it, Uvalde, Texas, um, a small town um, in southern Texas, uh, actually near the Mexican border. And it's so interesting how cultural this topic is and needs to be. Because we can't lose sight of the fact that this was one individual with evil in his heart and obviously pain acting out and behaving in a certain way, and he takes the full responsibility for the actions that he took. But the interesting cultural response is uh, this this reaction by us, by politicians, um, by citizens, uh, in response to what is happening. And, And if I can be frank, sort of the helpless feeling that we all feel when these things take place. And we hope that we can sort of ratchet down to the issue, like what is going on and and how do we fix it and how do we help it? Well, as a, as a cultural reformist, as somebody who's trying to sit into that seat of seeing things from a bird's eye view, and uh, it seems quite obvious to me, not that I have all of the answers, I don't want to ever be that arrogant, but this notion of politicians coming to the camera following this and and almost can't get the words out fast enough about gun control as the problem, uh, it fascinates me, it saddens me, and it disheartens me because it is such a miss of the major cultural issue that's at play. And what I believe, I believe what we can ratchet down to, what we can pull the mask off to see the real monster. I think my answer might surprise you a little, but 
it's it's critical to the understanding, and, I, and, I, and I'm flabbergasted that even politicians can't see this. I came across an article entitled, More Gun Laws Will Not Stop America's Moral Decay. Uh, this was written by Everett Piper um, out of the uh, Washington Times. I'm going to read a decent portion of this article because I believe this sums up my heart and the discussion that we need to have today. It begins, oh, this was released just on May 29th, just a few days ago. This past week, our nation saw another morally lost young man enter a local school and proceed to shoot and kill 19 children and two teachers. The next shoe to drop was as, was as predictable as the sunshine. Our nation's elite elites rushed to their respective podiums to score political points. Their solution? Remove the personal rights of all law-abiding Americans and replace these rights with more laws. And I believe the word law-abiding is the most important word of that sentence. In their minds, gun ownership equals gun violence. In the same way, car ownership inevitably results in vehicular homicide. All other possibilities of cause and effect seem to completely escape their thinking. And my friends, I believe, if I can be so bold, that that's the heart of this podcast. I want to expose the real issues, the real cultural problems under the surface so that it doesn't escape our thinking, that we can actually pull back and look at this and say, oh, there's something more sinister here. He goes on to write, a quick overview of the world's most prominent examples of gun control does not show less gun, gun violence, but rather exponentially more. The purpose of this podcast isn't necessarily to indict the position of more gun control, but let me give you some examples of what he means. He writes, here are just a few of many examples. Government confiscation of guns by the Supreme People's Assembly of North Korea has resulted in a minimum of one million deaths to date in Kim Jong-un's collective paradise. At least 1.5 million defenseless people died in the gun-free zones of Pol Pot's killing fields in Cambodia. 17 million Jews, Slavs, Poles, and Romanii suffered their fate as they stood helpless and empty-handed, staring down the barrel of a gun not held in the hand of a neighbor, but in the clenched fist of their access superiors. Unless we forget the apparent gold medal winners of man's march for a gun-free world, the governments of Stalin and Mao left upwards to 60 to 70 million people dead and buried in the cemeteries of their gun-free utopias. Could it be the problem is not guns, but rather ideas? Could it be that the preaching of victimization and fomenting resentment have resulted in this chaos? Could it be that belittling morality, rather than the availability of bullets, is what has led us to the nightmare of Uvalde, Buffalo, and Sandy Hook? Could it be that dumbing down the value of life by creating a culture of death is the real monster behind the mask? Call me crazy, but maybe worshiping government rather than worshiping God is the problem. Maybe extolling socialism rather than elevating self-evident 
truths is the problem. Maybe the moral nihilism presently taught in your public schools and not the law-abiding citizens exercising their constitutional right to protect themselves is the problem. Newsflash. Salvador Ramos wasn't posting the Ten Commandments or the Beatitudes on his Facebook. You don't stop evil by teaching victimization and revenge. You stop evil by teaching virtue and repentance. Wow. This is out of the Washington Times. <laughs> so who does this? Who Who's the one teaching virtue and repentance? My friends, that's us. Maybe we should revisit the ideas we are teaching in our classroom before we simply assume that the solution to all of the all that ails us is giving more power to our Congress and to our courts. Listen to this paragraph that he writes. Take away their guns and they will use a sword. Take away their sword and they will use a club. Take away their club and they will use a rock. When you take away a culture's soul, there is nothing to stop the evil that lurks in every human heart. You can outlaw guns, swords, clubs, and rocks, but until we return to teaching what is good rather than evil, we will continue to see more and more young people enter our schools filled with hatred and rage. What a well-written article by Everett Piper from the Washington Times. I believe this is exposing, this is taking the mask and exposing the monster that there is a moralistic problem behind these actions. There is a moralistic problem in the heart of this young man that would precipitate an evil response of grabbing a gun and shooting elementary students. My friends, I've said this many times on this podcast, many times in our parenting and family messages, that when a young man or woman does this with a gun, the problem is not the gun. The problem is the person holding the gun. The problem isn't protecting or putting a concrete wall around schools because the person holding the gun will find somebody to kill, whether it's in a supermarket or a library or a concert or wherever there is a group of people because there's evil in the heart. There's evil in the soul. And so what is behind the mask? What is the evil that precipitates a young person to behave in such a way? Do we even know whether he bought this gun or, or the gun is the problem? No, the evil would still be there, whether there was a gun or not. And he would have found a way to bring devastation to his own life and to others. It's interesting, as the politicians came out on the day of the shooting and started talking about gun control, gun control, gun control, there was nothing mentioned about this young man's heart. There was nothing mentioned about the young man's family. There was nothing mentioned about the responsibility of his actions. All we could talk about was trying to get the gun out of his hand. My friends, there are, not to scare, not to bring fear, but there are millions of young people in this country who are in pain and who are hurting. 
And if we remove all of the guns in the entire world, none of that will change. We have to target and address the hearts of people. This is interesting timing because last week I talked about the orphaned spirit, the place where we are separated from a father's love. And I even said, I believe that the answer to any relational problem is a father. My friends, this, this young man who walks into the school and shoots 19 elementary kids, he is one encounter away from a loving father that changes everything. It changes the trajectory of his life and all of those people that died that day. My friends, it's the, it's the purpose and the life and the love established to a father in our heart, that empty place in our heart that only a father can fill. That is the answer to the problem. And the monster behind the mask is this orphaned place in which we live and the culture that's teaching us that there is absolutely no value or purpose in our lives. Where are they hearing that? They're hearing that from all over the place. And, it, and that, I believe, is a responsibility of our culture that can really bring real change. I said, you know, who teaches the moralistic values? Who teaches um, moralism in our, in our society? And the answer is us, pastors, ministers, people of, of, the, of the gospel who is giving real truth and life to these children and offering them real purpose. Who is ministering them a culture of death? This answer might surprise you. But, for instance, our science teachers. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that they're responsible for murder. I'm not saying that. But they're teaching a lifeless message to our children. And our kids are not stupid. They're telling them that they came from a primordial soup as a random accident and they are, they are no better, different or better than the animals and that they can live with an animalistic type mentality and they can live with an evolutionary type mentality, which is the survival of the fittest. And so if things aren't going well and, and, and there is pain within your heart, then you can act out in any way that you see fit. And we see it all the time. We see it with sexuality. We see it with drugs. We see it with alcohol. We see it in all different types of behaviors that the society today is actually excusing it and making room for it. And then it's being taught in our schools that they have absolutely no purpose to behave any other way. And then we're surprised that a young man who has pain in his heart would act out in such a way that they are actually teaching that he ought to. Am I the only one that sees this? <laughs> this is the problem. Why aren't our politicians rising up and saying, we need to teach something different? We need to teach something new. Whatever message is being conveyed to our children isn't working. This is the answer. Our government is set upon a moralistic foundation. John Adams wrote, our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And isn't that what we're seeing today? We're seeing an inadequacy of whatever that we're doing and propagating. What's another monster behind the mask? I believe it's Hollywood who is conveying to our children that they just need to live by feelings 
whatever feels right, whatever feels good. Well, what was in the heart of this young man, Mr. Ramos? He was feeling rage. He was feeling murder. And he simply acted out. See, my friends, this is what's being propagated. This is what's being taught in our society. And are we partly to blame? Are we the ones that are doing nothing? Are we the ones that are sitting back and attending church and receiving and eating? And yet we're not sowing. We're not sowing into the hearts of young people, to the next generation, to the pain that's in this world. Are we the ones that are not demonstrating a father's love like Jesus did? We need to do some internal searching. Are, are we the answer or aren't we? Are we the ones that display a father's love to a young man? And then, of course, the biggest layer is family. Have we heard much about his family? Well, I dug into it. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised. His parents aren't together. Salvador Ramos Sr., his father, had a brief run-in with the law in 2000, and he was charged with resisting arrest. He apparently struggled with off, off with an officer and made a run for it. He pleaded no contest and was sentenced to 180 days in county jail. Eleven years later, Ramos Sr. was slapped with a felony charge for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in 2011. He also had to undergo a substance abuse treatment program. His mother and grandmother, I don't know if the grandmother was caring for him or she was certainly a big part in the story and the fact that she was shot as well but has survived. Both had run-ins with the law and misdemeanor charges. My friends, this is the environment that this young man was raised in. And I'm also not blaming his parents as murderers. I'm not. He is responsible for his actions and he is the sole responsibility for what happened that day. But there are cultural pressures at play here. And here is an angry young man. Why? Why was he so angry? Where were his parents? Where were they? See, my friends, the answer is a father. The greatest monster behind the mask is fatherlessness. Period. No one will ever convince me otherwise. It's fatherlessness. It's fatherlessness in a human form. And it's fatherlessness in a spiritual form. That's what ravages the heart of men. And we have an epidemic in our country. And we're standing up and trying to take guns away as if that's going to solve anything. But until the hearts of these young fatherless children are healed and find an answer and a purpose and a plan and a calling for their lives... Nothing will change. That's the answer. We are part of the solution, but the solution is a father. 
I'm actually talking about sibling rivalry, and the answer to sibling rivalry is a father. Jesus came to usher us into a right relationship, a restored, a reconciled relationship with the Father. He came to display a father to an orphaned world. And we are still seeing the devastating side effects of orphanness all around our country. And what happened in Uvalde, Texas is another example. And that, my friends, is the answer. That's the monster behind the mask is an orphaned spirit that's running rampant throughout our country and destroying us. But there is an answer, and it's, it's a word away. It's a heart away. The Father is chasing us and pursuing us. And the Father would be pursuing this young man as well. If Salvador Ramos could have found a father's heart, everything would be different, and we wouldn't be talking about this today. He was a hurting, dying young man who took people out on his way out because of the pain in his heart, not because he had access to a gun. It's because he was already dead inside. My friends, that's the answer. Can we all rise up and take, take responsibility for our community? Can we see the hurting and the lost? And can we reach out to them and run to them like the father ran to the prodigal son and find their heart and display a father's love to them? We are the answer. We are his ambassadors here on earth. We can do it. We can make a real change. A real change. Not a change made in Washington or in the courts or us shaking our fists at each other. And certainly not a real change ever being made by talking about the symptoms rather than the disease. We can get to the heart of these issues, the heart of the issue, which is their heart. And we can make a real change. Every time we see these tragedies as an opportunity for us to tell people what the real problem is. I want to give you the language and the words we can talk about gun control. Those are things that we can discuss in Washington. That's fine. But, but we need to get to the real issue of the problem. That's what this podcast is for, is to give you language. To redirect and to steer the conversation to what really matters. What really matters is the hearts of people. What really matters is being what's taught in school. The lies, the layers of lies that are being instilled into our children's hearts. <laughs> and if there is a front line of attack against moralistic truth, if there is a front line being formed against Christianity in its whole and rightness and goodness, then we need to rise up and we need to be present at the battlefield. We need to form a front line. It's militaristic language, but our battle is never flesh and blood. It's in the spirit. There is a spiritual attack on our country, and this is a manifestation of it. And we need to rise up. We need to educate. We need to be strong. We need to have the language to speak rationally to those that would oppose 
the real answer. We need to go after the monster behind the mask. It's our responsibility. It's what we're here for. And we need to be equally as outraged when these things happen here on this earth. Because this earth belongs to us. We've been given restored dominion through the blood of Jesus to do our job. So let's do it. Let's do our job. I would love to hear your comments, questions, responses to this important topic. You can go to pushbackculture.org, pushbackculture.org, and leave a comment or question for me. I would love to hear from you. Thank you again for tuning in. I look forward to talking to you again next week. And until then, let's go together now to set and shape the culture.